Fuckarung ki te tangi a te kori mako Korero flowing a ta hoka force Kou papa relevant, kou papa out of bounds Kou papa exigent, kou papa paramount Nā ko nā whakapiri mai ki te Kou papa tino whakahira hira Fuckarung o pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tāringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kāne kāne move that body Kāne kāne move that body E ngā kāwai nui, e ngā kāwai roa, e ngā heke ngā o ngā mātua tupuna, tēnā koutou katoa, nau mai huki mai, ki tō tātou punua pāho, e mea nei, taringa, taringa, whakarungo mai, are are mai, e mehi ana ki o koutou katoa, uh, i tō koutou, whakarungo mai nei ki tēnei koupapa tātou, e mehi ana ki o koutou, e whakapāho atu nei, uh, i tō tātou whare, ruruhi o apakura, kei raro iho nei, te manaki tanga, Te wānanga au te roa, ko hau nahe nahe, ko taku ko tahi i tēnei rāe hoa mā, e haka purupuru tono ana i tēnei whare, ah, ko tātou hoa, ngā pōtai rau o rātou, eh, kei wī, kei wā, e whakatutuki ana i ngā kaupapa katoa te wā. Nō rera mihi ana kia koutou, ah, e te tuahine e raka, kahurangi, ah, tainutu kia koe tai, e te tuakana, ah, kei pōneke i tēnei wā tonu. E mihi ana kia koutou katoa. I wā koutou hoki nei, i wā koutou hoki nei. Ko hau tēnei e manaki ana i tā tātou manuhiri ko tai mai o te rā kamutu ka huri anō ki a tātou kai manaki, kai hāpai koutou te māngai pāho o te rā kia koutou hoki irirangi te motu mihi ana kia koutou katoa E te iwi, we are at episode 293 Is there a bingo thing for that? 293, nothing for me 293, 7 away from 300 E mihi ana kia koutou katoa how are you today, uh, Lindsay? I'm pretty good. Te pua, Heidi, how are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How are you? Snow? Yeah, all good. We're all good. Hoi no. And today for Tikanga 101, we have a manuhiri e tiwi, and this manuhiri has been doing some mahi. But I won't spoil it for everyone. Actually, I'll katukuna te rākau kia koe e te matua takawai e mihi ana kia koe. Uh, let us, uh, everyone, know uh, ko wai koe, nō hea koe, nā wai koe. Hai, ko tāpi i te taho taku pāpā, ko tāwhio te maunga. Ko rangi taiki te awa ko Ngāti Manawa te iwi, nō miru para hau, nō reira aku tupuna i tupuake aui reira, i te tahoa taku māma nō waikare moana ia, ko ana mātua anō tū hoi te tehe nō Ngāti Kahunganu te tehe. Engari ko te iwi e tata rabatu ana ki ahau ko Ngāti Manawa i miru para. Ai, koeira. Tēnā koe, tēnā koe matua. Takawai Murphy we're talking to today at the iwi and soon he's going to let us know what kaupapa we're talking about. But it must be said, and this is a first for everyone at the iwi, where this is the matua of three of our guests that we've had previously. So he spoke of Ngati Manoa, which is a close iwi to his heart, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, and that was spoken by, on the behalf of Ngati Manoa, the spokesperson for that on our iwi o te wiki was his son, Enoka Murphy. So we had Enoka Murphy, who, who, who was, I was just telling Matua Takaway that gave me the name Te Pua Haiti. I was one of the many that gave me the name Te Pua Haiti because he got sick of calling me Snowy at, in class at uni. And then, of course, we had, so Dr. Enoka Murphy and then Dr. Ngahuia Murphy, who talked about Te Mano Te Wahine. And so, you know, this is talking about a pedigree of people at Tiwi coming from the Matua himself, Takawai Murphy. So, before I pass it back to you, today's kiwaha. Now, today's kiwaha was given to my friend from Rātoki, 
te kanapu o te rangi, te kanapu o te rangi Black, taku Prata, Tony, uh, mihi ana kia koe, i tuku mai ai tēnei kia, kia hau. Now, uh, now, o te rā, nā ko tō rahi o tūhoi, o te māhurehure, uh, o Ngāti Kouro, mihi ana kia koutou rua toki. Anei te kiwaha, e meana koe heaha, e meana koe heaha. Now, e meana koe, people guys, oh, e meana koe, that means... Oh, you betcha. But with heaha, e meana koe heaha, it actually means, what do you think? Or what does it look like? So one night to tawira. Ka hare au ki te whare whakapakari tīnana. Ka ki te mai taku hoa jau i au, ka pātai mai i a ki au. Eh, eh hei, e hana koe i, I konei. Ka ki a ki au ki aia, e meana koe heaha. So I go to the gym, my mate Joe says, hey, what are you doing here? And I say, what does it look like? Kapai? <laughs> so, another one is, what's something obvious? You go to do something that should be obvious, right? You go to mow the lawns. You're out there mowing the lawns, and then kaputa mai tō hoa, tō sira, tō wahine, ka pātai ati tō wahine ki a koe. E mara, e hana koe. Hono tau he, whakahoki atu ki aia ki tēnei kōrero. E meana koe he aha. What does it look like? I'm going out with the boys. Oi not say kwena tatata kiwaha yam etiwi e meana kwe heaha. What do you think? What does it look like? So mihia no na kyakwe kanapu motawa korero tawa tawa no tawa no te mafa mafia oi no. Ah katukuna teraka kyakwe nai ne matoa matoa takawai. Does kopapa you and your partner have been leading out for some time now? Um, talk to us about that. What's the name of the kaupapa and what's its essence? The wānanga is called Tapu Māmau. Tapu Māmau. We call it a nationhood building wānanga, but Māori all over the country call it a decolonisation wānanga. Others call it a cultural awareness, one a treaty of Waitangi workshop, cultural safety. There's a whole lot of different names, but when I designed it, I designed it as a decolonisation mining. I started doing that in the 1980s and I've been doing it ever since. I've been on the road with that for about 32 years. Mm. And flats that we get heavily booked out, the mining is really, really popular. Tell me about 32 years, that's a long time, Matua. Where did it start or how did it start? So it started off in Taranaki in New Plymouth. I was a school teacher. And circumstances happened in my life that caused me to examine my practice as a teacher and the practice of my peers in terms of what we delivered for Māori kids. And I'd never done it before and it gave me a shock because we gave Pākehā kids so much, they graduated fluent speakers of their language, equipped to walk in every facet of life throughout the land, comfortable in their world, but for Māori kids it was the opposite. Mm. Uh, their names were mispronounced on a daily basis, been happening for generations, didn't look as though it was going to change. And when Māori graduated, they couldn't speak their language, they were lost in a, in a Māori setting. On a marae they had no idea what to do and many were ashamed of being Māori. And so I spoke out about that and I was a pretty popular teacher at the time. But then I went from hero to zero. I became really, really unpopular. 
And so I thought, well, I've got to make choices. So I decided um, I could continue as a teacher, but if I did, I'd be legitimising a system I didn't really want to do. So I had to leave, but rather than just leave, I decided to create a programme, a wānanga, so that people could understand me and others who thought like me. And so I designed Pū Māmā and it not only gave people a better understanding of me, but Māori absolutely loved it because it gave them a better understanding of themselves and it gave other Kiwis a much better understanding of Māori and how they could provide their services better for Māori. So that's essentially um, how it came about. At the time... I talked to my wife about it. Her name is Chris. She's the mum of our kids. We've been married, to, you know, for a long time. We got married in 1971. And she works with me. She's worked with me on the road for the last 25 years. So what happened was in the 1980s, in primary school teaching, there was a real demand from teachers for conversational Māori, learning conversational Māori. And so for people like me who had a little bit, we were sharing that little bit in our spare time with others who didn't have any. And of course, my own learning opportunities diminished the more I gave to others. And so I thought, well, I need to have time out to go and learn te reo, to improve my reo. It wasn't very good. And so I had three employers, the Ministry of Education and Education Board in my school, and I went to them and said, look, I need time out to learn te reo, but I need to have paid leave. It's common today, but back in those days it wasn't. Yeah, you'd be asking for the world doing that then, back then, eh? So they all said to me, look, if you want to learn the reo, do what others do, enrol in night classes. But I thought to myself, Pākehā don't have to go to night classes to learn the reo. Uh, they get it as a right, well, why don't I? Mm. So I talked to my wife about it, and she's very wise. And she said to me, why don't you go and talk to your doctor about it? So I thought it was a pretty dumb idea, but I went anyway. And my doctor was a young Parker fellow. His name was Peter Kent. And I talked to him about the stress, the frustration involved, teaching in a system which gave no mana, no status to anything Māori, with the end result, you know, Māori kids were incomplete as people and it was very stressful for me. So he asked me what I wanted. I said, well, I need a term's leave uh, to surround myself with my language and my culture to relieve my stress. That was in the days of the three-term school year. Each term was around about 13 or 14 weeks. So he wrote me out a medical certificate. I'm sorry I didn't say I wanted a year out, but I... Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit slow and I only said a term. So he wrote out a medical certificate and, gee, I took it back to my three employers and, boy, did they get angry. They were really, 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 really angry with me and said, you know, you're not sick. And they did all kinds of stuff to make me change my mind. But they also wrote me a letter saying they were considering taking my doctor to the medical council to be disciplined for mm. his uh, irresponsible actions and writing out a medical certificate for me. But they urged me to go and get a second medical opinion. So I went back to my doctor and I said, get one of the other doctors, check me out. He says, no, you, you can't go to a GP. 
Well, I'd met a psychologist. His name was Mike Nightingale. He was an Englishman. I met him once. I thought, oh, well, I'll go and see him. And I talked to him about my frustrations and he said, look, and I never thought he'd understand, but he did. And he said to me, look, I could give you a medical certificate, but I wouldn't have any money because psychology is not medicine. You've got to go to a psychiatrist. So I said to him, well, you write him a letter so I don't go in cold. And I got my doctor to write a letter as well so that once I got to this guy, he would know what I was on about. Mm. So I went to the psychiatrist and he was an old Pākehā crower and I never thought he'd understand, but he did. And anyway, he wrote me out a, a certificate and I got a ring from uh, the education board and they said to me, we've got the certificate, so we've got to give you your leave, but you must not enrol in the polytech and learn to learn. So I said to the guy, I asked the guy, do you have any medical qualifications? He says, of course I don't. You know I don't. And I said to him, well, put yourself in my shoes. Would you listen to a guy who's got no medical qualifications or would you listen to your family doctor, psychologist and psychiatrist because what they say is the opposite of what you're saying. Mm. And so they had to give me my leave, but I then became the most unpopular teacher in Taranaki. Nobody liked me. Even the Māori teachers said, you're not sick, you're abusing the system. And so what I said to them was, well, let's say you're right and I'm not sick and I am abusing the system. Well, who started the abuse? That education system abused me as a child. I was an innocent child. They were charged to deliver an education system for me which was fit for purpose. Now, mm. it wasn't. It failed to recognise I was Māori and it trained me to be a Pākehā. So who started the abuse first? So it was, um, I'm really glad I did it because it set me on a pathway. It made me realise a lot of things like how Pākehā were favoured in every area, not only education, they held all the power. Māori were second-class citizens in comparison. Mm. And so I thought a lot of learning about this and I'll teach about the stuff I believed. So I designed the Tapu Mama program. At the time, I was also doing talk back on Te Kurimako Taranaki, ah, which was broadcast uh, throughout the nation through the Māori radio network. It was called the hottest talk back show in the country. Uh, Tudor and Flavel and I, we alternated on different Friday mornings, whoever was available. We only ever discussed issues to do with tinoranga tiratanga. Mm. And you might remember back in the early 90s, there were all those occupations happening all over the country. Hi, Mutua Gardens. And so they all used our talkback show as the ring-in place to, to update the iwi whanui about what was happening, the occupations. And so that talkback show was really, really popular amongst Māori. Um, it was the most radical talkback show in the country. We weren't really radical, but we were simply speaking our thoughts as people who are proud to be Māori and who believed that the Treaty of Waitangi didn't give other folk the right to rule over us. We learnt the treaty pretty well and... To us, it's here pretty clearly that hapu iwi would retain tinoranga tiratanga, mm. and that wasn't happening. And so we educated about that kind of stuff. Uh, every radical in the country listened to the program and absolutely loved it. And we'd often 
have people call in and we'd interview them, people like Moana Jackson and Hilda Hutterwood and Horny Hutterwood and Key and me and all the radicals of the day. <laughs> it was really, really popular. And so my profile was really, really high because I was on radio all the time and I was out delivering to Pumama, Wananga, all over the country. And so I'm still doing it now, um, all these years later. I was away from home all the time. My wife was deputy principal of a school in New Plymouth. And I was I was always away. She was at home and I always missed her. She always missed me. And so 25 years ago, I said to her, hey, come along work with me. Uh, that way we'll be together all the time. But we'll also be able to model the intent of yeah. the Treaty of Waitangi. And right. so at the start of every Wananga, we hold a kete between us and we say, this was the intent of the Treaty of Waitangi. Uh, ko koe ki tēnā, you hold that handle, ko au ki tēnā ki wai o te kete, and I'll hold this handle of the kete. And people would have that vision of two people holding a kete, one Māori, one Pākehā. Mm. And then we'd say, so the intent of the treaty was this. And she'd say something and I'd say something. And she'd say, it's about the two people living together harmoniously in the one land, Māori and Pākehā. And I'd say each respecting the, the language and the custom of the other and neither imposing their will on the other and all mm. that kind of stuff what the intent of the treaty was. So it's a different kind of a life, but it's a life that suits us and it's um, and we're lucky because our kids, Enoka and Ngahuia, they both do similar things, but in their way. Reo and Karaki, and, mm. and he only ever does tutudu karaki, which is great. Mm. And our daughter, Ngahuia, well, she's on her mana Māori stuff, mana waikane. Mm. And so we're really, really lucky to have a small whānau all on the same kaupapa of Tenoranga Tiratanga. It's something really, really great that I really, really like. Aramai, aye. That's quite a snippet. I just want to go back a bit so you, you learned Te Reo Māori or you picked up Te Reo Māori. Talk about the first stages of Te Pū Mau Mau. Like how did it start? How did you get the name? What were your first uh, interactions like? How were the first wānanga and all that like? Firstly, the, where the name came from, my sister Te Wai Mātou, she lived in Rotorua and she had a whare wānanga called Te Whānau Taurahira o Aotearoa ki Rotorua. Mm. And her partner was a tohunga from Tūhoi called Reti Mana Farekura. And I used to run a Te Pū Māma for them every year for their students. And her partner would always come along. And after he'd been a few times, I asked him, He ha te tihi ngō hei whakamārama i ngā āhuatanga o tēnei wānanga. Mm. Uh, I ki mai e te pū māma met te whakamārama reflecting on the past, making provision for the future. Kia I taua wāa i te ao waidua ia e te hiwā, nō reida tērā pēr he ingo o te ao waidua tērā, mm. he ingo tūpuna ki rānei. Korea tēnā mōhio. Engari, mai taua wāa ki tēnei aura kua u when I first started doing it as a full-time job, during the 80s I did it, um, I practised on weekends and school holidays developing a programme. 
when I was ready to start, I was really lucky. A lot of things aligned well. One was that Tudor Flavel moved to Taranaki to be head of the Taranaki Polytechnic Māori Department, and right. he was he was probably the biggest radical in the country at that time. Yeah, I went and saw him and said, "Hey, man, I want to teach. I want to teach the treaty." So. He thought I was a radical and he was hiring every radical he could, so he hired me. And at the time, I was lucky because nurses had a program called Cultural Safety and Kawafakaruruhau, but people didn't really know how to teach it. And so if you pretended you knew, you became a guru. Mm. And so I said, yeah, yeah, I know how to teach that stuff. I didn't, but I just had to make it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the time, this is about 1991, Roundabout when I first started this full time job, a lot of polytech classes had Treaty of Waitangi components, and Māori studies lecturers were teaching it and they hated it because Pākehā students rebelled and said it was all lies and they came under attack all the time. So when I turned up and, and I said, Well, I'll teach it. They supported me in every way they could because they were so pleased to have someone else doing it except for themselves. They blimmin' hated it. Yeah. And so they gave me a lot of support and the was very creative in teaching stuff, so he gave me a lot of ideas. There was another guy called Ua Kitty Hond and he is very, he's very creative in designing programs as well. Cool. So one of them... And a lot of other people helped as well. Um, so, for example, one of the sessions I, we do, which takes about an hour, is called Zooms and Zacks. And it's about how one people gains supremacy over another and holds its position in non-violent ways, mm. which is what happens here. Oh. And so he gave me the ideas for doing a one-hour session on it, which I developed. So that's one of the sessions. Another guy called Dennis McLeod, he worked for Puni Kokri at the time and he loved what I was doing. So whenever I was running a, a wānanga in Taranaki, he'd come along and he'd do a session because he liked to support me. And so and I developed it into our opening one-hour session, which is on decolonisation, which looks at us as Māori, and it looks at the loss of things like reo and tikanga and, and the loss of authority mm. and kaitiakitanga and tinorangatiratanga over the whenua and everything else. And then it looks at um, how we can strengthen ourselves to reclaim authority over that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. in our session. We have another session which takes about an hour on the Treaty of Waitangi We've got about um, five or six one-hour sessions in the Wānanga. It's a two-day noho. And then we also run two one-day follow-ups because at the initial two-day Wānanga, participants learn a whole lot of stuff and then they ask, well, okay, we've rent this stuff. How can we apply it? What can we do differently? So they design action plans, which they go and implement, and a few months later they come back for a day tell us how they got on and where they're going next so that the learning is actioned. And then if they come back monitored, then they go and action it some more. So basically that's what I do.
So yeah, you've talked about Kia ora rua kere e, e tatari ana mātou Tau mai koe ki tēnei kaupapa Aye, um, tino tangata a rua kere Aye, and as well as Tūrero Flavel Who was um, te tatai urungi Te wānanga o te rua And also a principal of ours at St. Stephen's so, Tūrero, while he was the CEO of Aotearoa Wānanga Him and I talked about training trainers for to teach decolonisation because there aren't enough doing it. Mm. People like me are absolutely run off our feet yeah. and there's no training mechanism available. So we, we're talking about designing a, a programme, uh, you know, training trainers, but then also running to Pū Māma through Aotearoa Wānang and using other trainers as well. Yeah. But he's pretty busy now as well. He gets heaps mm. of work. Whenever wow. I try and push Wānang onto him, he says, stop sending me Wānang, because <laughs> he's pretty busy as well. Yeah, but that's something that we may have to reconsider. Anyway, Matua, you know, you talk about decolonising, and generationally, it's quite a buzzword where I'm at in terms of generation and understanding. But how, ki, ki ofakaro, what is decolonising? What is that? Or we call it nationhood. Within Te Pūmaumau, and your whakaaro, what is decolonising? Where do you start with someone that wants to be, I don't know, to, un- to understand decolonising? So before I started doing this work, I couldn't speak te reo. Mm. I had a Pākehā name. Um, if I did karakia, they were always Christian ones. Mm. My whole life was Pākehā. And like all of my peers, we had no connection to our marae, to our hapu. We didn't even know the name of our hapu. And so decolonisation to me is about finding out firstly what caused that and then secondly what our tūpuna have been doing right back from treaty signing time right through to the present to try to change that Mm. because as well as being totally un-Māori, Māori also had little say about Anything that happened in Aotearoa, the power brokers are mainly Pākehā. And if you look at the treaty, so we teach about what created today. Yeah. How basically we're down there and the other guys are up there. Yeah. And what our people have been doing ever since treaty signing time to stop that from happening and to try right. to fix things up. So we look at things like um, petitions and parihaka and going to the Privy Council and formation of spiritual movements and establishing our own parliaments and all that kind of stuff right through to Ngātamatoa, to Kawariki and Pākai Tore and One Tree Hill and all that kind of ah, stuff. Pākai Tore. So yeah. that the participants can then get a really good understanding. You see, before they come on the Wānanga, they've been led to believe that Mike Smith and Eva Rickard and all these guys are radicals and activists and troublemakers, they suddenly get a different context they can slot that stuff into. And then once the understanding is developed high, we then talk to them about, okay, how can you strengthen your maoriness and your connection uh, to marae, to hapu, to all that kind of thing. So it's really about getting us as Māori and strengthening our sense of Māoriness. And for Pākehā and other New Zealanders, it's about giving them a better understanding of us. And some of us sound like Alan Duff and Winston Peters and really anti-Māori. <laughs> and then we've got Tommy Iti on the other end mm. and we all 
somewhere in between, and they mm. get a good understanding of what's caused that and how they can support us. So really I designed the programme because I wanted us as Māori to be, to be proud, to be Māori, right. and to show that with the reo we spoke, with the karakia we did, with the names we carried, and I wanted other Kiwis to support us in that area. It's, it's been a really winning formula. Talk to us about some memorable scenarios in your wānanga when you've had people come to a realisation or were there any real sticky moments when you present this corridor to them? Because it'll be a first time for a lot of them, eh? And it could be quite confronting. So because it's confronting, I decided right at the start to make it user-friendly, to employ humour, to employ diverse methods of teaching, so you do stuff. I wanted to have aspects of the programme where people learnt and they didn't realise they were learning. Mm. Make it fun, make it non-judgmental and all that kind of stuff so that no matter how you felt, you were safe, you could ask anything you like, any question was okay. But of course, back in the early days, it was very, very difficult because... I mean, people say, you know, he's a liar, he's making it all up, none of it's true and all that kind of stuff. It was very difficult in the early days, but but the way we present it, there's less chance of people falling out. Mm, mm, kia ora. And I could imagine you you would have had resistance from our own people in your earlier years. Was it ever like that? Yeah, there's some Māori who are really, 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 really challenged by it, but... Most Māori could see what I was doing, and for most Māori, the information was new. And mm. it was stuff they'd never, ever heard about. And it made them realise, holy shit, I didn't know any of this stuff. And so for the overwhelming majority of Māori, it's been a really helpful step along the way. I remember Mike Smith, though, the One Tree Hill guy, was at Waitangi one year, and he went along to all these Māori and, and asked them, what did it for you? What made you switch on to Tinoranga Tiratanga? And he said to me, a whole stack of them said Tapu Mau Mau. Oh, so they come on the morning and it opens the eyes and suddenly people change. Kia ora. And you know, it's been a while since I've heard someone mention Tinoranga Tiratanga in that sense. And do I do remember it being uh, the term of the time? I think it's still used, but I don't hear it as much. Um, so tell us. You know, your whakaaro mo te tinoranga tiratanga. What's tinoranga tiratanga to you, uh, Matua? Yeah, firstly, um, you asked about decolonisation earlier. Mm. I talked to my sister, Te Wai Mato. She just died a few days ago, but oh. her and I are very close and she was very active in the Māori world to help create kura iwi, kura kaupapa Māori and, you know, really active in the Māori world. And I asked her what she thought decolonisation was And she said to me, in her view, decolonisation is the stripping away of the layers of another people's culture Mm. accumulated over generations so that Māori can celebrate the vivid colours of their own cultural heritage. And I think that's what decolonisation is. To me, Tinoranga Tiratanga is about us as hapū 
having the right to decide for ourselves and being supported to do that by the Crown because the Crown has all of the resources. They were taken off Māori, so they've got them all. So they've got the resources. And so to me, it's being able to... Mason Jury once said, I want the right to be Māori. And I think what he meant was, we should have the right to be able to speak our language unchallenged and it should be accepted without any status. It should be accepted without question. I remember as a school teacher in the 1970s, mid-1970s, I remember greeting my kids in class, Tēnā koutou tamariki mā, and being instructed by, this is pre-boards of trustees, being instructed by the school committee, don't you dare speak that language in the school. I remember in the 1980s walking into a bowling club with a guy and we just happened to be speaking Māori and being told, ah, oh, don't you, don't, you, you can't speak that language in here. So to me, tinoranga tiratanga is having the right to be able to speak our language unchallenged, to be able Hello. to operate our systems our way without having to ask permission from anybody else. It's about the right of how we govern ourselves as a nation then Māori should have at least an equal say about how we do it. It's about Māori having full status in Aotearoa in every area. And so where a system is not working, then we should have a parallel system. So, for example, in education, we've got Kohanga Reo right through to Whariwānanga. So that's Mm. a parallel education system Why? Because the current one wasn't serving our needs at all. And so if a system isn't working, then we should be able to have input into changing it so it suits both people. I remember Moana Jackson wrote his, um, he's a good mate of mine. We're launching a book about him at the end of June that's being hosted by uh, Te Wānanga Raukawa. And I'm going to be one of the speakers there, really, really nice guy. But I remember... When he did his criminal justice system report, it was over 30 years ago, and it showed pretty clearly that it didn't work for Māori, so, and nothing's changed since. And so if it doesn't work for Māori, and then we have to have a parallel system that does, although for me, I'd rather, rather than doubling everything up, just get a system that works for everyone. And that saves us not having to put all this energy into designing new systems because the current ones won't serve. To me, that's tenoranga tiratanga. It's about us having the right and the authority to decide for ourselves. Kia ora. You know, Mata, I was just talking to my partner about tenoranga tiratanga the other day, and um, you could probably add or confirm or deny and because it can be such a big concept for a lot of people, almost unattainable. And um, I was talking about my partner. I said, you know, who dressed you today? And she said, I did. I said, yeah, you made that decision to dress yourself. And so that can be seen as an individual, tenoranga tiratanga. And then, you know, we decide to put our babies into kura kaupapa. And who decided that for us? And said, so we decided that. Yes, that's a little tenoranga tiratanga. I don't know if you can confirm or deny, but that's how I... 
like to talk to others about what it is because a lot of people think it's a big thing and a little thing, but it can start by decolonizing our whakaro, our own whakaro, be self-determining in, in the little things, what we can do from day-to-day basis. Things like speaking now real, in all facets of Aotearoa and in the world, the things like mahuru Māori that's coming up this mahuru, and allowing our babies to speak to real. So just today, Yamato, I was at the library with my son and they didn't have any Māori books. So I sat there and I read a book and I just read it in Māori from Pākehā. And one of the old librarians said, oh, is that a Māori book? I said, oh no, but we speak to real. And she was very surprised, but quite welcoming. But see, and that was just a little practice of tenoranga tiratanga e TV. that's what I was trying to talk about. Yeah, I think that's wonderful, and I think you're right. You know, I talked about my sister, to I, I think people like my sister, Tuai Mātau, they lived it, you know, because they um, made their own choices about creating kura that suited their tamariki and their mokopuna, mm. uh, being a part of the Māori Party. The whole life was our marae and our hapu, so they really lived it, and our kids are a bit like that as well. Enoch is a bit like that too, because mm. uh, his whole life is te reo and te kanga and, as you know, being, you know, the head of tohu paitahi at te wānanga Waikato. And our daughter's the same, and she's got a wonderful husband, Nando Tanchos, who supports that kind of idea too. And we try to live it in our lives as well. Ai, kia ora matua. You know, you said something quite interesting about having parallel systems, but why not just have the one where there's an equal say? Is that was that what you said? Yeah, well, see, I reckon we wouldn't have needed to develop a parallel education system if the powers that be, if they hadn't listened to Māori right from the start mm. and fixed up the current one so it suited Māori as well as Pākehā, then we wouldn't have had to put all that energy into creating a separate one. Kia ora, kia ora. And I think it's much easier to create one system than two. It means you only have to do one lot of resourcing. Mm. But if the system doesn't work and the powers that be put up roadblocks to stop us from changing it, then we're forced to to develop parallel systems. Now, Tikatau, I, I actually support that for Karo, and this is not to say like the works of your sister, e tangi tonu ana i tona ngaromanga e matua. The efforts our grandparents, our tupuna, our parents went through or did in order to have our kura open, our wānanga open, and it's a beautiful result of a great effort. But no, you're right, it's because we were failed by the Crown. Yep. Well, this is Twinuk, and I don't want to speak on behalf of anyone. These are my own opinion. So that's why I wanted to listen to you say that again because it was sort of resonated with me yep. in terms of some kaupapa because it does, once again, Kyoku Fakaro alienates us again in our own whenua in some ways. Yeah. Like you talked about how our tamariki now are graduates speaking their reo, graduating, but um, also having to walk in both worlds, which a lot of them are doing really well now, yeah. what we're having to do. But it's almost a result of, call it mainstream, the buzzword now, mainstream, still not getting it right for us. One of the comments I'd make, though, to me one of the failings of our education system is our kids graduate and they've got the reo and the knowledge of tikanga, but they don't have an understanding a political analysis 
Tika taumata. If you look at Sir Jackson, he couldn't speak te reo. Mm-hmm. And I talked to one of his real teachers, my cousin, Pim Bird, he said he was the worst student <laughs> ever, just couldn't learn it. Aye. He did more to fight for te reo than all of us combined, you know, with their petition in 1972 and the like. But could a kaupapa whare, could a whare wānanga students graduate and they got no idea of the struggle. Mm-hmm. And so to me, they have a certain arrogance with their reong and that disappoints me because to me, you should have humility and there should be a recognition that you've got that stuff because some people did the hard yards. And part of the hard yards was Eva Rickard at Raglan Golf Course and Joe Hawk at Bastion Point and all of those people who belong to Nga Tamatoa mm. and to Kawariki, the Hilda Harawiras, the Tamaitis, they all did the hard yards which created young Māori today, matatau i te reo me tikanga Māori, Ingeri, but they don't have any understanding of the context which created that and I'd love to see them with the humility to acknowledge the ones who... Rātou i, I pare te hurahi kia māma ai te aku i te reo i rotu i ngā kura kaupapa whare kura whare wānanga. Uh, they got, I remember Tudorov was telling me he went into a whare wānanga class and he asked them, right, uh, does it, who knows these people? And he said some of the names I mentioned and they had no idea. Kia Do you know how kura kaupapa came about? No. Do you know about? Mm. So they had no understanding of any of that stuff. And so they had a kind of arrogance that they were superior to other Māori who had no ruin. And I think if you know the whakapapa, then you won't get that arrogance. Kia ora. Tautoko katoi o whakaro uh, matua. I totally support your whakaro that have been shared. Because this happened to one of my colleagues. Well, we're having a conversation and a colleague of ours, he's from this area. I'm, I'm in Ngāti Apukura Kawamutu. And Raglan is just over the hill. And we talked about Eva Rickard. And tēnei tangata i tupuai i te reo. And paiana. And he didn't know who Eva Rickard was. Yeah. And you're right. I also saw some graduates of Kura, all the ones privileged enough to learn te reo Māori growing up. And uh, some of them didn't know who Apirandangata was. Yeah. And you know, koina tēnei kōrero kia tātou e hoa mā, ngai taringa tātou tiwi Māori is that we are in a privileged position because of a lot that our tupuna and our actually our parents' generation went through and went without. Yeah. So I'm very mindful of Ngatamato and who, who we hope to have very soon is one of them which is Paratene Broughton. And he was one that wasn't as privileged as a lot of our people are today, not growing up in Te Reo Māori. So uh, absolutely, tautoko your kōrero. And that's uh, koina tētahi aronga mō tātou ngā kaiokoma. It's great that we learn about our tupuna, but it, I think it's also great to bring it back to these closer years, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, the people that went through a lot of the mud so we can walk on, you know, higher ground to learn to do Māori. So, e mihi ana kia koe matua? Yeah, ka pai. I'd like to see the monod. Mm. We run a lot of uh, tupu māma wānanga in Taranaki. And recently we went past the Pukeariki Museum in New Plymouth 
and there's a wahine, a huge mural of a wahine. Her name is Hana Hemara. Kia ora. Now, back in the 1970s, I think she was the most hated New Zealander. Aye, kia ora. Her and her husband, Sid Jackson. Mm. Now the world has changed and now she's being honoured. Aye. And she's being honoured by Pākehā. And I'd like to see us Māori honour those people as well. Honour Hone Harawira, honour Tommy Iti, all those guys who did the hard yards yep. to smooth the way for us. And you're right, they were the ones that caught stones from every side of the river, Eimata, our own and Pākehā. They really put a lot of stuff in today that we're lucky to receive or even just attitude changes, being the to be hated, but based on their kaupapa. I'd like to see them honoured just like Hana Himara mm. was by the Pukiariki Museum. I'd like to see all the rest of them honoured as well in some way. I talked to Moana Jackson about it once recently, and we talked about last year, I think it was, might have been the year before, we talked about what we'd do if we were offered an honours, you know, not a knighthood but a QSM. Mm. or one of those things by the crown. We both agreed we wouldn't take it. But then because he had cancer, I think the Iwi Leaders of the Forum gave him an award. Aye. And, of course, he took it gladly, and I was so pleased he was honoured by them before he died. And I'd like to see more of the people who did the hard yards like Moana honoured by our people rather than being honoured by the crown. Kia well, I have you know, Matua, Te Wānanga Aotearoa is lucky enough to assist Te Nehenehenui and Waikato Tainui in hosting the Iwi Chairs Forum. I think it's something that we can slip into the agenda is the conversation of how we honour those, the people of that ilk. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. wonderful idea. Matua, we're just heading into wrapping up now, but cool. I'd like your whakaro on your aspirations for your kaupapa, Te Pūmao Mao and nationhood building and closing. Ofakaro, what are your aspirations for those thoughts? So we get a lot of Māori do the wānanga even now and everything we teach is new. Well, gee, it shouldn't be. I mean, mm. the Treaty of Waitangi is meant to be a founding document. It shouldn't be new. Te Whakaputanga, they came about in 1835. In America, they have a special holiday called, I think it's called the 4th of July Independence Day or something like that. Well, we've got our own Declaration of Independence. Most Kiwis have never heard about it. So I'd like us to mature as a nation and build into the education system a knowledge of what created today. And look at inequality if you look at all the ram raids and the number of Māori and gangs, well, what the heck created that? Because we're not a bad people. If you look at mm. our history, look at the Māori Battalion, look at our whole history, we've been a really good people, a brave people, a bold people, and innovative people. But if you look at all of the statistics, gee, we've, you know, employment, uh, educational outcomes, um, health, everything, we're down the bottom and that shouldn't be. And that's been created by a process of, if you look at our history, you know what created it. I'd like to see there be positive change where we identify what caused the inequalities and bloody will fix them up. Rather than locking our people up in jail and spending $100,000 
a year on each prisoner, put that money in at the other end to oh, strengthen right. our whānau, to have good warm houses, mm. to have jobs so our people don't have to join gangs. They don't have to go and do ram raids because they're that busy participating and achieving and becoming good parents and connected to marae and everything else. I'd like to see us address the issues of our past and fix them up so that we don't have Māori at the bottom and everyone. I'd like to see our people in good jobs. Mm. I'd like to see iwi, whether it's Tainui or Iwi Leaders Forum, uh, Runanga, all around the country, I'd like to see them forming relationships with outfits like Fletcher Homes and others where houses are created so that using Māori land on marae, places like that, so our whānau have warm, affordable houses to live in and to own for themselves. I'd like the education system to be fixed up so our people can flourish in them, be bilingual citizens where they know the whakapapa, where they know the hapu in the area, they know the tūpuna. I'd like to see our people connected. One thing I see in Tupu Mama is most of our people are not connected to real, to hapu, to marae. I'd like to see all that stuff change so that once again we can take our place as being proud Kiwis able to strong in our language and our culture, bilingual, knowledgeable of everything there is to know about us to strengthen our identity. That's what I'd like to see, but gee, I can't see it happening for a long time. There doesn't seem to be the will to make mm. it happen, I'd like to see our runanga do much, much more. Um, I'm going to say something you mightn't like about Iwi Leaders Forum. Cut off your air, what? Cut off your... I wonder if they've ever marched against poverty. I wonder if they've ever marched for warmer homes for our people. I get the impression that they're more interested in money than mana. I'd love to see them change their focus to the well-being of us as a people. And forget about the money stuff. The money stuff will happen once we're complete, once we're, you know, I'd like to see the energies going into us rather than money. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? <laughs> Just like that, Mato. You know, I don't think it's too much to ask for any of it, any of those aspirations. For everyone... For Māori, for Aotearoa, for New Zealand, for the world. Tika tau o kōrero mō tiwi cheers. We all have uh, different ideas of how we get to Rome. Hoino. Say one more thing. I often go to the base Aye. in Te Awa, and I know it's uh, tiny we owned, I think. When I look at the Māori staff there, they're the cleaners and they're the security. We should be able to do better than that. Kia I'd ora, like to see ora. our people more than cleaners and security. Surely we can do better than that. And just as we sign off, I'll leave you with the last word. What I'd like to see for all of us is that we show our pride in being Māori by learning our reo and tikanga, loving our kids, valuing them, taking them to the park, 
taken them to the beach, taken them to the marae, taken them to our urupā, immersing them in tikanga Māori. And I'd like to see them, all of our people enrolled in kaupapa Māori education, whether it's kura kaupapa, whether it's kura iwi, whare kura, whare wānanga. I'd like to see our people to be humble and to recognise those people who did the hard yards to make it easy for us today. Ai, tēnā koe matua.
how I sing most songs because I know all the words. Takaway Murphy talking about his kopapa te pūmamao as well as various kopapa or a lot of other kopapa pertaining to his life actually and a lot of he nuinga kōrero i puta te pāpara mō te reo mō te hunga e tupuana i te reo nō reira uh, kia tātou katoa hei koia ena era kupu ana hei whakaro tanga mā tātou hei wānanga mā tātou uh, ki te pāma mai koe ah, hena whakaro hea hea, hea pāma mai nei Nō reira, a kuna te wānanga mō tātou i tēnei wā tonu e hoa mā, e mihi ana ki a koutou katoa, a ka waihoa e nei kupu āku, a mātou huki a taringa ki a koutou, a me o mātou aroha, mātou wāhingaro tātou manaki, a i rotu i ngā tūwhai āhoranga o te wā, a ki a koutou katoa ka whakaeri ake ngnei te pūtea whakanakonako ki te tāhuhu nui o te rangi, toitū te reo, toitū te kaupapa, toitū tātou katoa. Tihei wa mauri ora, e te iwi, Hey, kuna mai ra. Taringa, he mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa, a nā te māngai pāho me irirangi te motu i tautoko. To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe, or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Taringa, whakarongo mai.